Okay, so this is happening. Can you believe it? No. I feel weird. I feel weird. But whatever, we're doing it. <laughs> we're not sorry. We're not sorry. But I'm Lindsay. I'm Nikki. And this is Sorry For What. Okay, guys. Well, in case you're wondering, we just recorded all of episode three. And the platform that we used to record completely... Didn't save the this podcast. so many times. This is the second time it's happened. Calm well, down. welcome back. Happy Tuesday. Yes, we're very excited because we just launched our tie-dye set. Whoop, whoop. We were in super high... Um, we were super high energy earlier, but then we recorded a very serious podcast and it didn't save. So here we are again recording this episode and honestly, it might go a little bit smoother because I know that you were super nervous and it was definitely all over the place um, because of the serious things we were talking mm-hmm. about. Um, but this episode is going to be all about fear um, and we're just going to sort of dive right into it and, you know, going after or moving towards your fears rather than moving away from your fears and what possibilities it could bring if you move towards your fears. Um, I feel like everyone automatically resorts to like the worst case scenario to avoid doing something altogether. Me. Like, well, yeah, (laughs) but you've gotten better. Um, Like if you go on a blind date, you automatically think, oh, it's going to be awkward. I've never met him. What if he doesn't look like his pictures? Not like this could be amazing or this could be my future husband or a new relationship or when you get like a new job, you automatically think you're underqualified. Yeah. Um, like a perfect example would be me getting my job at NBC Universal right after U of A. I mm-hmm. went to school to be a kindergarten <laughs> teacher. I should be teaching kids right now. Um, but I run an athleisure company called Crazy. Set Active, if you haven't heard. Crazy. Um, and I almost didn't go on the interview because I thought I was too underqualified. Right. And Little did I know, 50 other people interviewed for the position, and I ended up getting the job, and it's, you know, what helped me get to where you are, get to where I am yeah. now, but I, if I didn't go to that interview, I don't think I'd be here. Right. Um, it was all a part of, like, the process. Yeah. And your journey. Um, but when we were doing some research for this podcast, I came across this article about saying, you know, fear tells us to avoid anything new or unknown it prefers that we stay in a familiar situation why is that always so hard (laughs) this happened in the last podcast too and i couldn't read this sentence it said it prefers that we stay in a familiar situation rather than step into the unknown um and an example it brought up which we have a walking example to talk about her story today is you know the fear that the fear dictating to stay in an abusive relationship Or a dead-end job. And when I saw those two examples in the article, I was like, holy crap, that's me and Nikki. Um, Nikki... Put our our faces on there. Yeah. Um, Nikki being in a very toxic, abusive relationship, which I will let her dive into. Um, And me being scared to leave the corporate world to start my own company. Um, so maybe we'll start with Nikki so that we can end on a little bit of a lighter note, even though your ending is a lighter note as well. But I know, bear with us, bear with Nikki, because I know she's really nervous to talk about her story and 
we've been contemplating back and forth if you were ever going to talk about this yeah. on our podcast. I know you mentioned it a little bit, a little bit about it on Lexi's podcast for Girl Cult, mm-hmm. but now we have our own platform and you can dive into it a little bit more. But why don't you talk, tell us, talk about it, about how fear made you stay in your relationship and what happened in the relationship and what happened once you confronted your fear. Yeah, so... So here we go. <laughs> my heart is like literally out of my chest. Um, so yeah, back when I was in college, I was in just a really unhealthy, toxic relationship. Um, physically, mentally, verbally abusive. Um, physically abusive. Yeah. And um, a lot of the reason I stayed in it was... One, when you're in a relationship like that and there's so many, like, mind games and manipulation and you're just so twisted, you don't even know what's going on and you just think that there's no out. But, I mean, a lot of it had to do with fear. Um, Fear with what my parents would think of me when I told them. Fear of how my friends would perceive me, how people at school would perceive me. And you also were, like, beaten down verbally with this horrible person telling you that everyone didn't like you. Right, so I thought I'd be alone. Yeah. I mean, he convinced me that my best friends... Didn't like you. Didn't like me. When I knew that wasn't the case, but when you're told it over and over and over again, you start to believe it. You start to believe everything that they're saying to you. So I was fearful that I was going to be alone. I was fearful he was going to come after me. I was absolutely terrified um, that he was going to come after me if I left him. Um... I mean, it was, I was just, I was living in constant fear of just, I didn't know what mood he was going to be in that day, what was going to happen if I turned to anyone, if, I just, I just never knew. I was just living in fear. Um, well, what happened once, you know, and it's still to this day, one of Nikki's best friends, who's one of my favorite humans, shout out, L.A. Myers, I love you so insanely much, um, but I know, you know, because this is such a long story and yeah stuff like that we can jump to what happened mm-hmm. when Ellie noticed bruises and mm-hmm. was like I'm putting my foot down yeah. we got it we got to get help and once you spoke to her and you were honest with her about everything that happened I feel like the, the gates unlocked and like yeah. you became like I mean look where you are right now I know. it's crazy I know I without like I, I was living with three of my best friends at the time and, you know, I, I don't know what I would have done without them because they kind of saw things. Not, they never really saw any of the physical, but, I mean, they knew I wasn't myself and they knew that, obviously, like, my mental state was, like, fully not there because of him um, and they definitely helped me through it. But the final incident that happened, um, Ellie, the next day was like, I don't care, I'm going to miss all my classes, I'm taking you to the police station, to the court like house, we're getting a restraining order. And that kind of got rid of the fear of, okay, he's going to come after me if I leave him, because I did it, I, I mean, I didn't waste a day, I went right away. Um, and then I called my parents that night, because they were back back on the East Coast, and I was at school, and I told them everything, and... That was probably one of the hardest conversations I've ever had because I was just so fearful of... I I was afraid they were going to be ashamed. Like, how could I do this to myself? And how did I let this happen? Because, like I've told you, I've had more than 
one person tell me that it's my fault, which I know people get accused of that when they're in a relationship like this and people say, you know, you let this happen. It's your fault. You let the behavior continue. But if you're in a relationship right now um, and you think that that's the case and someone's mistreating you, it's not your fault. I just want to put that out there. Um, But once I finally got over my fear of what people would think of me and what would happen if I left him and got out of the relationship, my world changed for the absolute better. I'm here now and I'm a new person and I th- I lost so much of myself in that relationship. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um I've been able to grow from the fear and learn so much about myself from dealing with like being scared from facing and, your yeah, fear. From, from facing my fear, absolutely. I've literally grown so much as a person and just learned so much about myself. So I'm thankful for it in that sense. But I mean I I can't even like list out things like of how things changed because literally my life just did a 180. Everything changed for the better once I finally faced my fears and got out of it. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different types of fears. And I think that's a really important one that you were just so honest about. And I know that was really hard for you to speak on. But like imagine if you stayed in it. Yeah. Like what, where it could have gone. And I just think that it's so important to change the way you see fear as like it being a blessing in disguise because once you face whatever your fear might be head on, depending on what the fear is, then, you know, so many things can change. Like I have an insane fear of snakes. I will never face that fear <laughs> head on. Well, that's the like, thing. <laughs> I, will, I will never, ever, ever face that fear head on and I don't plan on doing it ever and no one can tell me otherwise. I will just never that's do like that. That's like a normal, like fine fear. I yeah. mean, that's like a baby one. So it's, but not baby. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, I mean, nine times out of 10, normally, like facing your fear can help you. Yeah. I mean, one of my biggest fears still to this day, and it's still something that I struggle with, was starting set active and not being taken seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many people, when I told them that I was starting set active, literally looked at me like I was a crazy person. They laughed in my face. They asked me if I was a fashion designer, if I went to design school, if I knew how to sketch, or if I knew anything about the industry. They told me that it was never going to work. They told me that it was going to be a... I mean, I could go on and on and on about things that people said, and I'm not going to name names, but I remember people not being supportive of it, and I remember being terrified to come out on social media and say, I'm starting an athleisure line Mm -hmm. and people just did not take me seriously I think I had a handful of people that were like this is gonna be awesome I can't wait and who supported me from day one but I kind of pushed the fear of like what other people would think beside me and I I started it and obviously we're here now but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gotten here if I didn't pivot the way that I thought about fear Mm -hmm. um I used to have a company called LA Social it was a social media agency Um, It's the first company that I started, which was a company that I started out of fear. I was scared to start a company and leave the corporate world. And my husband, Garrett, was so supportive and he saw how miserable I was at my corporate job. And he just gave me all the tools I needed and the confidence I needed to sort of start that company. Mm -hmm. Um, That company didn't end up working out, but I could have been like, you know, this one didn't work out. Yeah. I should just go back to the corporate world or I should go back into teaching. I even applied to be a preschool teacher at a school that was nearby. I got the job. I should have, like, in my head, I was like, should I take it? Should I not take it? 
Um, and that was after Ellie Social wasn't working out. But instead, I was like, you know what? No, I have an amazing idea. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my core that I could really make this company big. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it. And if people want to laugh or judge, I didn't really care. And I sort of pivoted the way that I took the fear of it not working out again. And yeah. I like use that to fuel me to want to start it even more right and I mean like look where we are now like we did a million in sales in our first year which is insane I couldn't have done that without Nikki and for everyone that thinks we run a big huge company (laughs) it's really only me Nikki and our amazing social media manager Stephanie um who make this company go round and our production partner Adam who's amazing we love him um and I know that eventually we'll be hiring for more but look where we both are now it's crazy what can happen when you start facing fear and looking at it through a completely different magnifying glass I mean yeah like I mean the reason I didn't go back to school ultimately was because I couldn't be on that campus anymore because the whole entire thing was just like being on campus was a trigger for me and just being even just in Tucson alone, like the whole entire thing just was a trigger. So I was decided I wasn't going back to school. And obviously that was like a fear too, because I was like, well, what the hell, if I'm not going back to school, then what am I going to do? And okay, yeah, I can finish online, but that obviously (laughs) I didn't follow through with that, but there was so much that I was fearful of. And then I went, I worked, like I went through it and then I stopped do, taking my online classes. And if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have been able to give my everything to set. And I, again, wouldn't be where I am today. So. Well, set also wouldn't be where it is if you weren't here too. Like, yeah. I feel like everything happens for a reason. And, and what it all literally like, it just all happened when I finally faced my fear. Well, yeah, I just, I think so many possibilities come out of facing your fear, whether it's you're not loving your job and you want to quit your job or whatever it might be. I mean, for me, I wasn't loving my major senior year of college. And I was like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm about to graduate and I don't want to teach. Yeah. But when you start viewing fear differently, so many things can happen. I mean... I don't know how I got the jobs that I did, but I feel like I was confident with myself and I had the skill set to do it. And I, these people hired me and same, thank, thank you for hiring me. <laughs> um, same here. <laughs> but whether it's a relationship you're in, whether it's making a move to a completely different place, I mean, everything happens for a reason. And if it doesn't work out, ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? And yeah. if, if the worst case scenario is so detrimental to your life, obviously talk about it with someone make sure that like this is something like get the support that you need like talk about your fears like I know with me some of my fears are like I have abandonment issues from losing my mom like I'm scared that the friends that I open up to or the friends that I make aren't gonna like fully support me or be there for me or show up as a friend and when I feel a distance between me Mm -hmm. and a friend my automatic response is they don't want to be my friend anymore. But when I speak right. up about it... Right, you're, you've are you always been really good on, like, voicing it and coming to terms with it. Like, some people, if they're in denial of their fear, then they're going to then be even more stuck on stuck. But when you speak it, up about speak it, up it, you realize that it's not the worst. Like, I remember 
I would speak up, you know, to you or to Sid. And I'd be like, you guys, I have anxiety. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like a disconnect. I feel like I haven't seen you guys in a long time or whatever it might be. And I'm scared I'm losing you as friends. And then that sounds crazy. But Nikki and Sid, I mean, you guys always answer. You're like, that will never happen. There's nothing you can do that'll make me not want to be your friend unless, Mm -hmm. you know, I like, I don't even know what the worst case (laughs) scenario would be. We don't need to go there. (laughs) Nikki's laughing, but... Oh, it's just not. Different story for <laughs> a different day, yeah. maybe. Um, but no, but speaking up about it, I mean, like, come to me and Nikki. Tell yeah. us what your fears are. We'll talk to you about it. Whether it's, Seriously. like, wanting a career change or texting the guy that, you know, you never thought you could get. I remember when I first, when I met Garrett, the first day that I met him, everyone's going to be like, this is the most cheesy story ever. Oh, but when yeah. I first met him, I literally was like, holy crap, this, I'm going to date this guy. Like, I, I love him. I don't even know him, but I loved him. I love and, him. Um, I just remember, like, there were so many fears about getting into that relationship. And I know Garrett was scared because he wasn't looking for a girlfriend at the time. And, I mean, here we are almost seven years later and we're married. But right. It's it's crazy when you push aside the fear and, like, go... Like, I see fear as a wall. And, like, I see, like, a little tiny crack around that wall where there's all these endless possibilities. Mm-hmm. But you don't know about those possibilities until you kind of, like, go around that wall of fear or go over that wall of fear. But ever since I started wondering about those possibilities on the other end, I started to change the way I act the way I decide things the way I make decisions I just said that when I said decide things (laughs) need to be more prepared for our podcast um but it's just so crazy to me that so many things can come out of breaking down your fears I know I just laugh because I feel like in some ways I'm so good at facing my fears and in other ways I'm still I think everyone's going to forever so be working on their fears, but having a podcast like this or opening up the door to talk to other people about what their fears are, yeah. I think is important to mm-hmm. do. And the more that people speak up about it, the better. I mean, I like, like I said, like, I'm still scared. What if yeah. we pick a wrong color for set yeah. or what if we design something that we love, but it turns out everyone hates. There's so many different possibilities that could happen, but you don't know until you try and then you deal with it as it comes. Right. Like I last year, I well, we set active, almost didn't participate in Black Friday and Cyber Monday because I had never done one before. Yeah, we were like And instead of figuring out how to do it, I almost was like, you know what, we're just not gonna do it as a whole. Right. Until I was like, No, fuck that. Like I wanna participate in this. I own a clothing company that's direct to consumer. (laughs) Why not try it? So I was like, Okay, let me think. Who can I reach out to to kind of figure it out? And I ended up reaching out to Dave Carlson, who's one of the founders of Wildflower Cases. Mm -hmm. Sid is one of our best friends, so it was only natural that I reach out to him and he He's sat so on the yeah, yeah, he sat on the phone with us for an hour about what discounts we should do, how we should set it up, which discount we should do first, how we should word the verbiage for the sale. And Everything. I was like he, yeah. it was the best thing that we did. It like right. really helped us grow as a company. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But I can't imagine what would have happened if we didn't do it because right. I was scared that I wouldn't be able to figure it out or that I was doing it the wrong way. Yeah. It's so important to just speak up and ask for help with anything, but definitely in regards to fear, because 
you'll never overcome them if you try to just deal with them on your own, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's so much we can say on this topic, but if you guys, if you guys are listening to this, we've been so overwhelmed and so blown away by the amount of messages that we get on Instagram. I've gotten a couple emails, even I've gotten text messages from friends about how they look forward to these episodes and I want to hear from you guys. Like yeah. I want to hear like what what you guys think, what you guys want us to talk about, if you guys are scared of anything. Like yeah, always 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 message us if you like I love talking I do to people about like connecting through Instagram to talk to people because I, I also and I know we talked about this on the last episode like it has a positive and a negative t- for social media mm-hmm. and one of the positives of the platform is connecting with people and I love hearing people's stories mm-hmm. and if I can add any sort of connection or value or help I love doing that so if there's anything that you guys are scared of that you want to try I mean I I won't be able to give you the end all be all answers <laughs> and I don't I don't know if I, you know, will have the time to help you start whatever you want to start. <laughs> um, I've gotten that question quite a lot. But I Life will coach Lindsay. put you in the right direction or give you my two cents. I'm not a know-it-all. Like, right. um, my advice could be the wrong advice, but I still love to connect with people. Yeah. And I know you do too, Nick. I do. Um, and a little bonus for listening to our podcast is we have another tie-dye set coming. Do-do-do-do! Um, so... All you lucky listeners. That's All you so lucky listeners. It's so weird to say. We have listeners. <laughs> um, oh my God. Jesus Christ. Um, all of our listeners, we have another tie-dye set coming. We're so excited. We're still thinking of a name. It's going to be mint green and pink tie-dyed together. If you guys have any name ideas, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so excited. Thank you for listening. This is the second time we've recorded this. It, quite possibly could be all over the place. Um, Nikki, I know how hard it is for you to bring up what you brought up, and I know that wasn't, you know, the whole entire story, but the fact that you were able to open up a little bit about it I think will help a lot of people, and I know it was really hard for you. Thanks, Lynn. You're welcome. <laughs> we're so supportive of each other. Um, and Ellie Myers, if you're listening, I freaking love you so much because I don't think without you I would have gotten Nikki. Um, very true. And love you, Ellie. Love you, Ellie. Um, Garrett, I love you. This is now, and I love you. (laughs) I just wanted to give a shout out to Garrett because he's always like, "Where's my shout out?" Just kidding. He doesn't say that. I really love him. Um, Okay, we're not sorry. We're not sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys.